Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is February 22nd, 2017. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the site editor and expert over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. And of course, we are done with the All-Star break. We are now officially focused in on the second half of the season. Or not the second half. I guess it's really the last quarter of the season uh, as the final 24 games are upon us. And of course, before we get there, we have the trade deadline. And that is what today's show is going to be all about. What should the Orlando Magic's trade deadline strategy be? I'm sure I've hinted at this on numerous occasions and at numerous points throughout the last few weeks as it's become clear what the Magic are going to have to try and do at the trade deadline. But today we're going to put those aims and those focuses, foci, uh, a little bit more under the microscope and really lay out what the Magic's plan should be for the trade deadline this year. Um, Obviously, uh, a lot to do still for the Magic to to get better and improve, uh, but a lot of it can get accomplished in the next two days. It'll be a very, very busy two days. But before we get into that, I do want to say a quick word from our pals at SeatGeek. Buying tickets online for sports and concerts has been a confusing process for a long time now. It's always been hard to find the best deal for that game or show you want to go to. And none of those older ticket sites want to change that. But SeatGeek is different. They've come along and created an amazing app and website that makes it easier than ever for fans to buy and sell tickets. Orlando City today, or I guess Tuesday, announced they have sold out their opener uh, at their new stadium, Orlando City Soccer Stadium, uh, against NYC FC. That is a March 5th kickoff at 5 p.m. a Sunday afternoon. If you want to be there for the inaugural game at the Orlando City Soccer Stadium, SeatGeek's going to be the only place you can get tickets because they are sold out. And I'm going to be there. I'm actually, believe it or not, and, and this might be blasphemy to some of you, I'm skipping a Magic game, a road Magic game. I'm not going to watch the Magic Wizards game live on March 5th. I am skipping a Magic game to go see Orlando City play their first game in their new stadium. And if you want to be there too, SeatGeek's the way to go. Obviously, a lot going on in the City Beautiful in the coming coming weeks, really in the next two months. It's going to be a very busy time in Orlando. If you're looking for tickets to Orlando, to an Orlando City game, if you're looking for tickets to the NCAA tournament, Florida State and Florida are likely to be at the Amway Center. If you're looking for tickets to WrestleMania, to Raw, to SmackDown, to the WWE Hall of Fame, to NXT TakeOver, SeatGeek is the place for you. It's always the first place I go to look for tickets to a game or concert. I have the SeatGeek app on my phone, and I've used it numerous times to make sure I get tickets to the games or concerts I want to go to. Everything about SeatGeek is designed to make life easier for sports and music fans. SeatGeek does all the price comparison for you by searching multiple ticket sites and ensuring that you get the best possible deal. SeatGeek does all the work and you save time and money. And SeatGeek wants to help you get the most bang for your buck. That's why every ticket on SeatGeek is given a grade based on value. You immediately see any underpriced seats and be able to find the best deals that fit your budget. 
Best of all, my listeners get a $20 rebate off their first SeatGeek purchase. Here's what you have to do to get your $20 rebate on tickets. Download the SeatGeek app. Go to the settings tab and click add a promo code. Enter the promo code LOMAGIC. That's L-O-MAGIC. And SeatGeek will send you $20 after you've made your first ticket purchase. Download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code LOMAGIC today. And of course, in addition to all those fun events that are coming to the City Beautiful in the next month, you can also get tickets to Magic Games on SeatGeek. Magic taking on the Portland Trailblazers on Thursday. Uh, They're actually home for a little while now. They play the Atlanta Hawks on Saturday. So a couple Magic Games upcoming. The Knicks, I believe, are on Monday. A couple games coming up for the Magic at the Amway Center as they uh, try to uh, begin riding the ship or at least begin trying to do something for the rest of the season. I'll have a little bit more on that in to- on looking like on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Magic. There aren't any new rumors to, to report. Um, you know, Typically, this would be the part of the show where I'll, I'll talk about what's going on with the team. They did hold their first practice after the All-Star break on Tuesday night, uh, roughly... You know, media. They were made available to the media around like five forty-five, six o'clock. That's because of the CBA. They don't usually practice that late. Um, but the team is back together and back playing, and of course, that's a good sign. And everyone was there. C.J. Watson still nursing a, a sore hamstring. Um, he's due to go to go for an MRI on Wednesday. So, not a lot going on in Magic. Things seem to be very quiet. There's there weren't any new rumors to report. Uh, no. Um, no big uh, uh, things to say. I mean, obviously, the, the Rockets made their deal acquiring Lou Williams from the Los Angeles Lakers. That really didn't have much to do with the Magic, and the Magic probably weren't chasing after him. Uh, you got, uh, you know, I guess Stan Van Gundy came out and said the first that he'd heard of the Reggie Jackson deal that was floating around the internet for a while was from a reporter who texted him for a comment uh, so, you know, that's probably posturing. He's probably, you know, who knows who knows what's real or what's not at this point. Uh, but things seem to be very quiet. And especially this time, and, and I made this joke too. Like, I went to the gym around noon on, on Tuesday. Before I left, I, I, I tweeted out and joked, I'm off to the gym, expect to trade in the next hour. Uh, don't mistake. I mean, at this this point of the year, I, I get a lot of comments on at Omagic Daily. I get a lot of comments saying, uh, what's the latest rumor? Do you have anything new? You know, what's, what's, what's going on? You know, I'm, you know, I'll fully admit, you know, like I had that little, that little tidbit earlier in the year that, that turned out to be nothing turned, turned out to, to kind of wind its course and die. Um, it don't, you know, with, with these rumors, don't mistake quiet for inactivity. I think that's a really important point to remember. Just because no one is reporting anything does not mean the team is not working hard. Um, you know, Adrian Wojnarowski of uh, the Vertical on his on the the trade deadline show that they had today did say the Magic are still pretty active and, and maybe hinted at some discord over what direction the team should go between Hennigan and Vogel. Uh, and, and you know, kind of as we all know, Hennigan's under a lot of pressure to deliver something, to, to deliver some type of hope for the team and for, and for the team moving forward. So, again, just because we don't know, you know, or we're not hearing from, from media reports or whatever, specific items of information or specific things that say, 
you know, this is the deal that's on the table. Reggie Jackson for Jeff Green and DJ Augustin. Just because we're not hearing those does not mean negotiations aren't happening or that the Magic have packed it in. And I think that's an important reminder to, to, to remember as we head into the trade deadline. Oftentimes, deals happen very quickly, especially close to the deadline. I mean, I, I, my, the story that I know of is when the Magic traded J.J. Redick. The Magic were literally boarding the plane from, I think it was from Memphis to Dallas or from Dallas to Memphis. And Rob Hennigan was on the team trip at that time and, and told J.J. Redick, we're not trading you. Within the final 15 minutes of the trade deadline, the Milwaukee Bucks made their offer of Tobias Harris ben, and Beno Uger and Duran Lamb. And the deal was done. So things can happen very, very quickly. There's also the case of, you know, maybe the team is discussing something and it's not really getting anywhere or it's gaining some traction in the Magic or, you know, and, and teams are kind of sitting and waiting or trying to see what else is out there, trying to judge the market, trying to do some research. Uh, there are a lot of moving pieces. And, and if, you, if, if you, you know, kind of don't have a good sense of what the trade deadline is actually like, uh, go back into the archives and check out the latest episode of the Orlando Magic Daily Podcast. Um, it is in the Locked On Magic uh, feed. Just check for the title, Orlando Magic Daily Podcast. I spoke with Keith Smith about two weeks ago now about the prep, prep for the trade deadline and how deals kind of come together. And so uh, just go back and listen to that. We talk a lot about the kind of process of making a trade and how it's not just a simple, you know, putting two players together. There's a lot of work that goes into it. And oftentimes you'll see deals... A lot of it is stuff that's been in the works for months or for weeks even. It's not oftentimes it's not just stuff that's spur of the moment. And oftentimes too, it's important to remember, the stuff that leaks to the press, A, there's always a reason it's leaking to the press. For one for, for it's benefiting someone to leak that information to the press. It doesn't mean it's necessarily true. It should be. I mean, a reporter should do a good job. I mean, if, if we're going to talk about a rumor, it's because I trust the reporter that he he you know did his homework. He checked his sources. He trusts his sources, and and all that and all that jazz. But typically, when a rumor leaks out to the to the to the press, it can mean that that deal is kind of dead, and there's always a reason it leaks out. I mean, I would take this this Reggie Jackson rumor that came out. Reggie Jackson for Jeff Green and DJ Augustin sounds too good to be true. And it probably is. And someone probably, and, the, and I would imagine if there was a reason to leak it, it was the Pistons trying to tell everyone around the, around the league, step up your offer. This is, this is what Reggie Jackson is going for. And if I'm a team that's saying, that's say, that sees Reggie Jackson going for, uh, Jeff Green and DJ Augustine, I'm going to say, oh, I can beat that offer and offer a little bit more. That's that's kind of something you always have to consider when you see these trade rumors. Things happen very fast in the NBA, don't get me wrong. Some of them are true. I mean, I have no doubt that the Magic discussed a deal with the Boston Celtics involving Nikola Vucevic. But, you know, people that I've talked to about that say that when it was reported, it was already weeks dead. 
it's just kind of the magic people had a chance to talk talk to him or, or the Celtics people had a chance to talk to the magic people and you know that's when information gets shared as it came at a time when the magic had played the Celtics like twice in, in a couple weeks so again when you see rumors to me a rumor is less about the specifics of the deal that is being reported to me it's more about what does this tell us about the way the magic are thinking and so to see the Magic chasing Reggie Jackson, to see that rumor that the Magic were chasing, were you know in the mix or in discussions involving Brandon Knight and and uh, and Drew Holiday, to me, that tells me the Magic are looking for a point guard. And I take that that they're fishing around for a point guard, uh, and I take that to be more important than trying to construct an actual deal because because that's not necessarily my job to do that. I mean, certainly we can, certainly we can speculate, but I, I think idle speculation gets you kind of nowhere. I know it's fun. I know people like it, but to me, it gets you, it, it, it doesn't get you anywhere. Unless it becomes clearly more serious, and in which case, you know, we'll, we'll see. And there's nothing to substantiate that that either, all three of those players, that it got any more serious than, than just kind of basic talks. So those are my warnings for the next two days. Now we'll have, I guess we'll have one more episode. So Wednesday and Thursday. Um, those are my warnings heading into the trade deadline. Just always take things with a little grain of salt. Think about the bigger picture. Uh, don't get tied to what's being reported as necessarily true until it's true. There is no deal until there is a deal. Nothing is official until it is official. Remember all that as we as we head into the trade deadline. Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. Having said all that and, and, and putting all those, those caveats out there, I think there are some things we can definitively say about the Magic entering this trade deadline. And honestly, I probably can't say these goals any better than Evan Fournier said them at practice on Tuesday. I honestly don't think we should think about you know playoffs or anything like this because, uh, I mean, let's be honest, it's going to be very hard. Yes, you know, uh, until uh, it's... it's it's uh, mathematical said that, that we're not going to make the playoff. There's a chance. But the thing for us right now is just playing good basketball, man. Playing good basketball, uh, uh, create habits, uh, cr- play, playing, playing winning basketball. Uh, that's, that's how you get better. You know, if, you, if, you, if you're focused on, on, on wins and losses, you know, the focal point is, is playing good ball. Mm-hmm. Playing good ball so, so we get better as a team and, uh, and, and we create habits for the future. This, to me, at least in my memory this year, it's the first time I've heard anyone within the organization, uh, and I think Frank Vogel kind of echoed that sentiment as well, that the goal now is to kind of build winning habits. Um, it's the first time I've heard anyone within the Magic organization say 2017 playoffs are not really the goal. And, and, and you know, certainly you can maybe fudge that and say, well, they're still trying to win. But uh, it's the first kind of admission that they're not going to make the playoffs this year. And that instead the focus is on building something 
to carry momentum into 2018, to, to, to kind of build something, something different than what they had before and figure out what works and what doesn't to get to where they want to go in 2018, which will be the NBA playoffs. There is certainly a current that says the Magic should tank. And I don't think that's necessarily the wrong current, but I also agree with Evan with Evan here that it is important that the Magic continue to win and that the Magic continue to try and win and that building those habits are far more important, not maybe far more important, but are more important than positioning yourself in the lottery because the Magic have learned in the last five years that the lottery doesn't guarantee you anything, even when you're in position to win it. And I think this is really telling of the strategy the Magic are going to take at the trade deadline. Orlando got a player in Terrence Ross that that I think can step into a larger role and be a key player for the team beyond 2018. I mean, if the Magic were really, you know, if the Magic were really going to tank, you know, it's possible they would have held out and tried and push for Yaka Pertle or someone else. And then, and then decide, you know, it's not a bad thing if Serge, Ibaka, if Serge Ibaka walks and we lose him for nothing. I mean, I think that's a misuse of assets, but, um, you know, the team was going nowhere anyway. I mean, they were feeding in the standings. It wouldn't have hurt anybody. But the Magic are trying to focus in on 2018. And while... The season has kind of gotten away from the team. Trying to win is still a relevant goal. And it's still something the Magic should try to do. This isn't a situation where the Magic should just tank. And in all reality, the team is not good enough. They will tank on their own. But if they do string some wins together, I don't think that's the end of the world either. The way the Magic should do this, of course, is by playing their young guys. Play Aaron Gordon at the four. Play a lineup with Terrence Ross and Evan Fournier together. Play Alfred Payton as a starter, even if it squeezes squeezes things spacing-wise. Play Mario Hizonia. Experiment a little bit with the players that will be part of your team's future. This is the time, these final 24 games, is the time where the Magic must figure out their core and figure out who they're going to build around. Because this isn't a rebuild for the Magic. This is a reset. They're trying to build themselves back up into a team that, A, has a future and has a clear future, but also can make the playoffs in 2018. The Magic are not abandoning that. Frank Vogel certainly will not. He didn't come to Orlando to to be in the lottery for several years. And of course, building back up to that's not going to be easy. It's going to take some internal improvement. It's going to take some tinkering and figuring things out. But as Rob Hennigan zeroes in on what he wants to do in the trade deadline, It should be with the thought of who are my core players? Who am I willing to build with? And 
how do I compliment them to make the most of their skills? In all likelihood, they're not going to be in the running for a big name. There is talk that they could have gotten DeMarcus Cousins, and I talked about it at length on yesterday's podcast. There's talk that they could have gotten DeMarcus Cousins, but they decided the risk was, was too great. Outside of him, though, they're not going to get Jimmy Butler. They're not going to get Paul George. They're not going to get Carmelo Anthony. Those players are still out of reach to them, both in trades and in free agency. And so the Magic have to figure out how to work best with what they've got. They've got to pick the players that they want to build around and then actually build skills that complement them and build a team around those players to get the most out of them. And to me, this is what Hennigan has to be thinking about in the next two days. It's why I think we're seeing a lot of rumors involving Alfred Payton most of all. Because there is now, for two straight years, he struggled. And there are legitimate questions about not only Peyton as a player himself, but whether he can be a starting point guard, whether he can complement the players on this team. Frank Vogel's already already said in a, one of his lineup changes, he did it to separate Peyton from Gordon because he didn't want two non-shooters on the perimeter. And Reggie Jackson's not the greatest shooter in the world, but he's a better shooter than Peyton. And so it's clear that the Magic are looking for an upgrade at point guard for that reason. There are going to be plenty of other places where the Magic are looking for upgrades too. The Magic are always looking for upgrades. Finding more shooting should be paramount. But again, it should all be with an eye on building the future. Creating a little bit more of a long-term vision. Not too long-term, but a long-term vision. Finding players that still have some growth capability within them. Finding bargains. And finding players that fit each other. That will be made better by each other's presence on the floor rather than colliding with each other. And I think it's important here to note that Hennigan doesn't have to do it all in the next two days. The the only player the Magic really are in any rush to deal is Jeff Green. He's an expiring contract, $15 million. It's going to be tough to find a salary that matches, that the Magic are willing to take on. Maybe they can get two prospects for him. I highly doubt it. It's very possible the Magic will just have to eat that contract, and that's okay. They, I think that was part of the risk they knew they were taking. It's low risk. It's not a big deal. The Magic get $15 million in cap room this summer. But the Magic can shelve a lot of these conversations for the summer and for the draft as well. Nikola Vucevic will be under contract. Alfred Payton will be under contract. Bismack Biombo and Evan Fournier will have a year off their contracts. They become, you know, there's a lot more latitude to maybe deal and explore some things at the draft. This may not be the right time to deal. Timing is everything, of course. So the Magic are building a 2018, building their 2018 team right now. And they're trying to find players that fit what they're, what they're envisioning for 2018 and fit the core that they're picking. And once they begin making those moves, then we'll begin to assess things a little bit differently, of course. I do not know if the Magic are going to make a move before Thursday's deadline. I think they made the move they had to make in Serge Ibaka. 
I don't know if another move's on the way. It wouldn't surprise me if there is. It wouldn't surprise me if there isn't. But I think the other key piece to this, the other key piece to this whole equation is reinvesting in their young players and reinvesting in youth as a whole. The Magic got older this year, this summer. Serge Ibaka, I mean, not super old, not not so old. But the Magic cashed in a lot of their young chips. Victor Oladipo was a big chip to cash. Tobias Harris was a big chip to cash. Uh, and they did not get a great return for those investments. And they were kind of gutted. And certainly, free agency didn't help too. I mean, they, they've got some long-term contracts they got to deal with. And so, to kind of rebuild a long-term vision, what I foresee the Magic trying to do is trying to rebuild some of these young assets that are much easier to move and much easier to sell on potential. Terrence Ross fits that bill. He's within the Magic's window, 26 years old. A lot of the players on the team are... 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, in, in that age range. And I think it's important to, to kind of rebuild with youth here, using veterans to supplement. Because, again, the Magic are not getting a star player. That's not going to happen. Not unless they draft one. Not unless they're willing to give... Uh, if they win the top overall pick, and the Bulls love Markel Fultz, and want to offer them Jimmy Butler, that's... Maybe how they can get a star. All in all, in all likelihood, the Magic's still best bet to get a star is in the draft. And so, you know, a, a veteran team can work. It's not that veteran teams are bad. It's that veteran teams have known limitations. When the Orlando Magic acquired Serge Ibaka, they had a lot of information about what kind of player he was. There was some thought that he could expand his role and do more with more usage. And he generally did. But his defense never returned. And that was part of the gamble the Magic made, that his defense would become better as he got more involved offensively. The reality is Serge Ibaka is a good defender, not a great defender. Not anymore. And so that ploy to bring in a veteran didn't work. Ibaka was never really on the same timeline as the Magic. And so... The Magic getting younger here, certainly, to me, it's more of a reset of the rebuild. It's more of a, let's get back to where we were at the end of last season, when the Magic still... You know, we're at 35 wins, not where they wanted to be, but still had the ability to make progress. Their players still felt like they had a lot of room to grow and improve. And it doesn't feel that way right now. It feels like this team's kind of hit its ceiling and it's kind of lost. And if you want to restore hope in the fan base, and if you want to bring some new energy into the mix, going young does that. 
the team, there, there, there does seem to be a little bit of a new energy bringing in Terrence Ross. Because Terrence Ross isn't just some rental. He isn't there to clear cap space. The Magic aren't going to invest in him. You look at a guy like Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson, as, as, as leery as I am of, of, of that rumor uh, and Reggie Jackson as a player, he is very much the kind of player I want the Magic going after. It's a little bit more of a commitment than I'm willing to make. Perhaps a four-year deal still. So he's got three years after this one. But he's a young player with lots of room to grow still. He's had one really good year scoring. First year as a starting point guard, he's shined. And even this year when he's struggling, he's producing a lot for the Pistons. And so finding young players, rebuilding young assets, is going to be absolutely key for the Magic. Think of it in this sense, too. If the Magic are going to get a star, if they're going to trade for a star, you've got to have young assets to get them. If the Magic were trying to trade for a star today, what are they going to be offering? Aaron Gordon, Nikola Vucevic, Evan Fournier, you essentially have to gut the roster to do it. What you want is you want, I mean, and the Magic, I think, were in this position. And I think the biggest frustration over the way the Magic traded Tobias Harris and traded Victor Oladipo is if you package Tobias Harris and Victor Oladipo together, you could be in the Jimmy Butler running. You could be chasing after a bigger star. Because Tobias Harris and Victor Oladipo are the kind of players teams want to start a re- to restart a rebuild when they trade away a star player. And so I think, in addition to thinking about 2018 and building a 2018 playoff team and building a team that fits together and building, you know, all of this, I think it's also very important that the Magic refocus on the their youth. Not just youth on the roster, but finding young players with potential to grow. And you're probably not going to hit on all of these you got to minimize risk where you can. But there's plenty of opportunity. You know, if you give Rob Hennigan credit for one thing, it's he has maintained some flexibility. If the team is willing to get a little bit worse, you can probably get some nice young players for Nikola Vucevic. They've got a good draft. I mean, in a happy accident, they're going to get a good draft pick this in a, in a good draft this year. And they'll have the opportunity to to kind of still make some moves. And I think that is something you should credit Rob Hennigan for. Granted, you don't want to be in this position to begin with. You want to have that flexibility plus be in the playoffs. So, you know, that doesn't absolve him or anyone of anything. But there's still room for the Magic to maneuver a little bit right now. And I think that's, that's, that's important to remember too. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of the Locked On Magic Podcast. Hope you uh, get some sense of what I think the Magic strategy should be entering the trade deadline. We are officially now, I guess, two days away from the trade deadline. Today, Wednesday, tomorrow, Thursday. Deadline is at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Um, If the Magic do make a deal, uh, I'll have an instant reaction on the podcast. uh, You know, like I did when the Serge Ibaka deal happened. Hopefully I won't be walking somewhere when it happens. Uh, but I'll try and get an instant reaction on the podcast feed and then break down the deal 
in a little bit more detail on the podcast later on in the day. Of course, the Magic take on the Portland Trailblazers Thursday at the Amway Center. Um, so we'll be at the I'll be at the Amway Center uh, on trade deadline day. Uh, should anything happen, I'll probably be there around around three or four o'clock. So I'll be there um, when when things go down uh, for the Magic and when things go down at the trade deadline. I want to thank you again for listening to the podcast. Remember, you can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Magic as well as on. Uh, Facebook at Locked On Magic. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Audio Boom, Stitcher. Tune in uh, as well. Be sure to leave a review. Let people know what you think of the show. We do appreciate all the love we've been getting on the Locked On Magic podcast. I know this is an exciting time with the trade deadline coming up, and uh, uh, we'll see what the Magic do. They should be incredibly active, and even if they don't get something done, um, I think the seeds will be will be set for perhaps doing something closer to the draft. I, I don't think the Magic are done shaping this roster. Like I said, I think it's really important that they shape this roster for 2018. I don't think they're done with that uh, one way or the other. So I think they'll be active. Um, if not now at the trade deadline, they'll certainly be active at the draft no matter who the GM is at that time. And, and I think that where they're picking will also have a, have a factor to play in that as well. You can always follow me on Twitter at OmagicDaily. I'm always open for questions. If you have anything, if you want to shoot me a trade idea, as long as it's between only two teams, I'll probably respond to it. If you send me a four-team deal, I'm probably going to say four-team deals don't happen. You know, just stop. Just stop right there. You're, you're overcomplicating things. Keep it simple. That's what I want. That's what I want. Keep it simple. Uh, that'll do it for me. I'm talking roundabout way. I'll be on uh, Talking the Game uh, uh, tomorrow night as well, or tonight, uh, Wednesday at 8 p.m. Uh, so look out for a link for that. It's a fun little game show that we do over at the Step Back. Um, nice little way to get interactive. We try to be funny and cut loose. Um, I have a very dry sense of humor, so uh, hopefully hopefully I'm funny to you. I'm not always funny to everybody, um, but uh, that's it's, it's, it's a fun little game. So I'll, I'll send out a link to that. That'll be on at Omagic Daily where you can follow me uh, generally too. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. I will see you all again tomorrow on another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.